Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead like we do every week and get into today's show. But you know, we cannot do that without thanking our sponsors. So first up, we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. For those of you who are into social media, they have a Facebook page that you can simply check out by searching Christian Humor forward slash inspirations. Also, we have Lucille Roan, who is a licensed clinical social worker and author of Healing Military Wounds, a veteran self-help guide to overcoming past trauma. Those who have served their country in the U.S. military know all too well that some of the greatest battles to be fought occur in a familiar place. Black, back home, during the transition from soldier to civilian, in Healing Military Wounds, social worker Lucille Rohn guides readers through the emotional and physical struggles of living as a veteran and how one can overcome such obstacles with a fitting mindset, understanding, and external support. Rohn speaks from a place of experience, not only as a veteran's administration Providers, so that's a VA provider, but also as an ex-sergeant first class with 20 years of military service. The merging of these worlds makes for a read that is structured but emotional, sensitive but firm, and encouraging yet realistic. If you would like to purchase a copy of this book, please feel free to go to www.amazon.com and search Healing Military Wounds. We're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer as we do and has been doing for some time right here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We ask that you would just take the time to bow your heads and pray with us. If your honey is listening in, if you can grab their hands, if you are both listening together, if not, if you are able to safely bow your heads and join in with us, we would greatly appreciate it. Most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another year, dear God. Thank you for bringing us into 2019, Heavenly Father. Thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives, Heavenly Father. We thank you so much, and we lift each and every marriage up to you right now, whether being a good place or a bad place, dear God. We ask that you would just have your way right now in the name of Jesus, dear God. We thank you for what you are doing in marriages, dear God, and we just plead the blood of Jesus over each and every marriage, Heavenly Father, that the husband and the wife can both see that their marriage is worth it, dear God, that is worth that fight, Heavenly Father, and so that ultimately you would get the glory for what you created in marriage. Dear God, we come to before you right now, dear God, we're just asking that you will bless this show, that something would be said, dear God, that would be edifying, dear God, that it will fall on the hearts of the good soil, of the good ground of each and every individual that is listening, dear God, that there will be something applicable that they can use in their life, in their marriage, whether they be single or married. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would just use me and my husband right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, that you would just decrease us, dear God, and you would increase in us, dear God. We ask that you would just speak through us a word Word, dear God, that someone has been waiting to hear, dear God, in their prayer, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we pray a special prayer for families right now, dear God, that you would draw families together even the more right now in the name of Jesus, that you would just have your way, dear God, that you would just reconcile things that, you know, has been separated for years, dear God, because we know that you can do it. We lift up our community to you right now in the name of Jesus, dear God, and everything that you are doing to bring us together even the more. We ask a special prayer for KRG and radio station, dear God, that it will reach new ears, dear God, in this 2019 year, that it will minister to those like never before, dear God, not just our show, 
Dear God, but every show and every sound that goes across the airwaves, Heavenly Father, we ask for those that are going to be saved by listening to KRGN, dear God, that you would just permeate in them like never before, dear God, that you would have your way, dear God, that you would make a change so that they can go forth and minister to others, Heavenly Father, as you see fit, dear God. And speaking of community, Heavenly Father, we ask a special prayer right now in the name of Jesus for Tatiana Austin, dear God. We will, we ask that you would be with her family, dear God, as she go through, dear God, right now in the name of Jesus, because that is what we are supposed to do as a community is stand in the gap. And that is what we are going to do. Dear God, thank you for the show on today. Dear God, we ask that you would just have your way and everything that is said, done, performed, and that you would get the glory in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. 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 And so, you know, just to caveat off that prayer that my wife said, you know, we want to send a special prayer as well, uh, asking for God uh, to be in the midst of, of everything that is going on in our government. We have individuals who are out of work yes. uh, trying to make ends meet, mm-hmm. um, basically because the political system can't come together on one accord. Yes. Uh, but we're just going to ask that God steps in, that he be a uh, provider for those individuals, that they don't have to worry about bills, that they don't have to worry about getting uh, pay, uh, paid. Amen. That other individuals in the community may be able to surround them, that people will be giving, and that this shutdown will come to an end so that people's lives can uh, can get back on track. Amen. 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 And so uh, of course, our motto uh, here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter in the sixth verse, and it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Yes, and just to do a quick recap of last week's show. Last week's show, um, because we are in the series of the Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, we were talking about if your spouse's love language is quality time, if they like for you to spend quality time with you. And so we broke that thing down of what quality actually meant and, and that time and how important it is. And we went through the various ways of, which is what we're going to do in this show as well, if that is your spouse's love language, first of all, it takes communication. And that's one thing that we always talk about when it comes to marriage, how important it is to communicate. Cause sometimes if we be honest, we can simply, um, imply or we just think that our spouse should automatically know what it is that we like but it takes the husband and wife sitting down and first determining what is your love language you know what makes you happy not what what you like to do for others but what you would like to be done for you and sometimes when you are a giver that is hard for you to be able to communicate what it is that you like because you know you may enjoy sewing into others but what do you like and being able to effectively communicate that to your spouse in a very mature way we always speak about that so that way your spouse can um, minister to your love language to your needs of what it is that you like but if we don't know what we like then how can we expect our spouse to automatically know what it is so we really just broke down you know that quality time that it takes to spend with each other putting away the distractions um putting away the cell phones getting off of social media um taking that time that is undisturbed is basically what it is um and being able to as we call it minister to your spouse but spend that quality time that they desire and so we're going to go ahead and we are going to move on and so as we move into the show i just want to go over um our quick 
Uh, disclaimer, views expressed here on the show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management, or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of the information on this show. And so today's topic, again, we were saying, you know, we're talking about the five love languages from Dr. Gary Chapman, and this is the last of the five love languages. And so we'll be talking about acts of service. If this is your husband or your wife's love language, acts of service, if you have no clue what we're even talking about, Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a book. And this book is, of course, you know, for, for couples, and it will... Me and my husband have read this book just to give a little bit of background together. Um, oftentimes you have the husband that'll read the book, you have the wife that reads the book separately, but we encourage you read the book together. Stop from time to time and have some dialogue. You will, you will actually in doing this, learn something deeper about your husband or your wife that you never knew. So today we will be talking about acts of service. Now our marriage question of the day is, what is exactly acts of service in marriage? Again, what is exactly acts of service in marriage? And so if you say, um, okay, I don't really know, don't worry about it because nine times out of 10, we do this every week, we'll end up answering it throughout the show. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's show, which is again titled, um, the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman acts of service. And so as we get into today's show, uh, when we talk about act of, of service, uh, when I think about service, I think about something that a person may be able to provide for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, if you want to go way out there, it may be an Internet service that a person does. Uh, when you go to a restaurant, a person is serving you. So when you think about acts of service in a relationship, uh, in my mind, what are you doing to really serve your spouse? Mm. Now, when we use the word serve, we're not going to add any other letters onto it to make it into a servant. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, a, a husband and a wife is not a slave, but yeah. there is a way that you can serve an individual to show them that you really care, to show them that you really love that individual. And in relationships, oftentimes people forget about those acts of service. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's those very little small things that we try to do to try to maybe make a person's day better. Uh, to keep a person from having to do uh, a certain chore or uh, something around the household. Uh, those small things really say a lot. Mm. Um, I think people forget about small things in their relationships. Mm. People want to concentrate on the big things. And, and I'm just going to show some examples. People will say, well, we need to be able to work together. Uh, I don't want the other person cheating on me. That's something that's really big. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that sometimes it's the little things that we have to concentrate on and work towards the big things so that other bigger things don't occur. Mm -hmm. You know, if you forget to... Um, have physical touch with your spouse. It can lead into something big that's detrimental to the relationship. That's so true. when we talk about acts of service and doing something for your spouse, don't always think it has to be something big. Sometimes the smallest things uh, can have the biggest impact. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people have heard it before. You know, it's just uh, just like when you go to church, you hear the pastor talk about faith of a mustard seed. A mustard seed is the smallest seed that it is, but it produces the biggest product from that, you know, minute little seed. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine your relationship, you doing something as small as maybe mopping the kitchen floor uh, for your spouse when you think they uh, need a break from it, what that could do to help flourish uh, in your relationship? That is true. And so, you know, of course, we also, we're going to get into scripture. We like to break down, you know, certain words. And so when you think about, um, and being that our title is Active Service, 
So I went ahead and, you know, looked up what service meant. So according to Webster, Miriam Webster, the act, the definition of service is the act of serving such as a helpful act. And so just like my husband was just saying, um, keeping in mind that when it comes to service, providing service to your spouse, and I, I can't help it. You know, I look at this both ways. Even if this is your husband or your wife's love language, I, I think about how amazing our marriages would be if we would serve one another. And see, the problem is that I tend to see, and oh Lord, here I go, I'm starting to go into it early, but it's okay. The problem that I tend to see in marriage is that when we first say I do, we have every intention of serving our husband or our wife, or at least that's what we tell ourselves in our head. But then as the marriage goes along, somewhere in there, we tend to break down and it no longer becomes about me servicing my husband or providing a service to my husband. It, it all of a sudden turns around and it becomes about everything that he's supposed to do for me, you know, and this goes both ways. If it comes to the husband or the wife, it definitely goes both ways. And so then I after, I often ask myself, where in the world did that break down? You know, if your mind on your wedding day, when you're sitting up there, you're looking at your handsome husband, you're looking at your beautiful bride. I don't care if you got married in the church or in the courthouse. And you know, the butterfly feelings that you had in your stomach because you're marrying the love of your life, you know, as you believe. And you're so happy about this thing. You're happy about that ring you got on your finger, ladies. We're happy about, you know, our titles changing. We're, we're no longer single. We're married. You're no longer um, single. As a man, you are now a husband and everything that you're going to do, where in that did it break down from providing that service to your spouse to all of a sudden it's all about me. And that's where marriages tend to break down. But what I want to do coming from the five love languages, and I've been saying this as we have been talking throughout these, this series for the past few weeks. If you want to see this chart that I'm reading from the easiest way to do it, you can go to Google. And you can search the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, um, how to speak your partner's love language, search, how to speak your partner's love language. And it's going to fall under this and then go to images, especially if you Google, and then you will see this chart. But if your spouse's love language is act of service. This is some of the things that you need to know. This is the best way to communicate with them. How to communicate is let them know that you are wanting to help to lighten their load. Okay. So, um, for people who I know for me, sometimes my husband will ask me, Hey baby, you want me to help you with that? Or what is it that you need for me to do? And sometimes I can't tell him and I get frustrated because I don't really have that creative mind. And some of the things that I try to do, but he still asks, and that makes me feel good. Or say like uh, at Christmas, when you're wrapping the children's Christmas presents and you got all the wrap the night before, he don't just lay there. You know, I wrap it, he'll pack the tape or he'll fold the clothes a certain way. So that way it's easy for me to wrap. He's doing something to lighten my load and that I appreciate. Now, if your spouse's love language also is active service, actions that you can take, you can make them breakfast or you can make them dinner. Um, you can, 
get out of your way to help go out of your way correction to help with any chores around the house um some may say and this can go both husband or wife but whoever's generally the one that you know do most of the chores in the house it's okay to say well baby i see that you're tired today you know you came home from work don't worry about it i'll get it just go lay down that's kind of stepping in when you can recognize that your um spouse needs a break or even if they don't need a break now things that you want to avoid is this um lacking to follow through on small or large tasks so so basically i'm gonna break it down like this if your spouse, <laughs> their love language is act of service, don't tell them that you're going to do something and then you don't do it mm, that's because good. that's going to be a problem. That's going to that's gonna cause all kind of arguments in your marriage if we can keep it real. Mm -hmm. Don't don't tell them that you're going to do something. They're depending on you to do it. Say, say uh, in our home, um, I'm starting to cook. You know what I'm saying? Because I love to cook in my kitchen. I love to cook for my family. And I love to cook from scratch. And so say I'm trying to cook and simultaneously I'm trying to keep the, the, the washer and the dryer going, keep the laundry going and sort out clothes. I'm trying to do both of these. And say my husband comes in and he say, baby, you know, don't worry about the laundry I got that you know so that way you can just focus on what you're doing and you're not trying to stretch yourself thin and do both and then I'm sitting up here like okay so I finished cooking but then if I go in the laundry room and the clothes are still piled up and then I go in my room or my room our room and see that he just laying in the bed chilling watching TV I might have an issue with that so that doesn't take place in the king's household we both work together to maintain our home but I'm just giving that as an example by using us so that is the chart pertaining to um, how to speak your partner's love language if their love language is act of service and so you know even with act of, of service you know the thing that comes to mind with, with that to me is an old cliche I know everyone probably has heard, uh, you probably say it a lot. Actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Actions speak louder than words. See, when we think about acts of service, that is something being put into action. Mm -hmm. And so a long time ago, we, you know, you, if you grew up um, in school, uh, you probably seen people fight. They would sit around. They would talk a bunch of noise back and forth with each other. And then all of a sudden, you some, hear somebody say, hey, don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes you got to look at that. Uh, from that perspective in your relationship, a lot of people say a lot of stuff and they talk a lot of stuff, but they never do anything. Mm. See, if you want water to come from the sink, you got to go over and turn the faucet on. Mm -hmm. You can't just put a glass up under and say, hey, jump in there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we kind of lose sight of that in our relationships. We expect the person to already know what we want. We expect them to always be doing something and we should just sit back and just wait for it. Yes. Acts of service means that you have to physically get up and do something. And acts of service speaks many volumes uh, into uh individuals relationships mm. and so with that my wife was talking about broken promises uh, I'm going to take it a little bit uh, deeper than just the, the broken promises and how this affects uh, individuals uh, when you talk about acts of service you're basically going into a physical and an emotional response that may come from uh, your spouse mm -hmm. when you think about the physical if your spouse is tired and you do something to help them out, that allows them to rest. That gives their body time to heal and recover. Uh -huh. uh, when you make a broke, uh, promise and then you break that, you don't do that active service that you told them that you might do, then it starts to uh, affect the emotional side of an individual. Uh -huh. And so we have to understand that it has a, it's a two-sided sword, a double-edged sword that can cut both ways, but you want it to be able to do something good for your relationship and something uh, rather than something negative. And so acts of service 
really shows your spouse how you really feel about them. That's true. If you really yeah. care about them. Mm-hmm. You That's know, true. when you know that your, your spouse has been outside mowing the yard and it's hot out there, walk outside and give them a glass of water. Yes. It shows that, hey, maybe they was looking out for me. They see I'm hot. They know it's hot out here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're out there mowing the yard and they're sweating like a dog and you're sitting in the house up under the A.C. and you never bat an eye, you mm. know. It makes you wonder. That's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. And so the other thing I kind of want to tap into that, um, we understand the acts of service is not everyone's love language, mm-hmm. right? And so when you get to figure out what your love language lang- language is and what your spouse's love language may be, um, then you start working on those things. And in the midst of that, sometimes you have to ask yourself, if you can't serve your spouse, are you being selfish? Mm, wow. Are you being selfish that you mm. can't do small acts for them? Mm. Because we go to work and our boss tells us something and we Come jump on, on it because we we're sure trying do. to keep our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to church. The pastor says something. We try to break our neck to do that. Mm-hmm. But our spouse asks us for something and then and we, we just sit there. Mm-hmm. There's an issue that's there. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand, are we being selfish towards our spouse? Acts of service. Remember, uh, your relationship, your marriage is your first Jerusalem. That's your first priority. First ministry, yes. And so you have to be able to take care of that before you start taking care of other things. Mm. So don't sit there and be willing to give all to other individuals and other organizations and all this other stuff, but Come you on, can't sir. do that uh, to your uh, in your own relationship. Mm. And so you guys know I, I love my analogies. <laughs> all right. So think about they this. Too. Yeah, they know it. <laughs> think about this. You uh, and your spouse uh, get ready to go out to eat. One night, let's say you're doing a date night, Mm -hmm. you go to a restaurant and there is a waiter that is there to serve you. Mm -hmm. That waiter takes your order, gets your drinks, uh, brings out um, your appetizers, brings out the food from the back. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're asking you how things are. They're clearing the table, taking things away. And so ask yourself this question when it comes to your acts of service in reference to your spouse. If your spouse was a waiter. How much of a tip would they leave you? Mm. How much of a tip would they leave you? Because you know when you so you go somewhere and a, and a person really treats you good, you'll be ready to say, you know what, we're leaving them a good tip. We're going to go beyond this 10 or 15%. We're going to give them this. Would your spouse be ready to do the same? Or if you want to flip it around, just ask yourself the question. We can get deep. Would you even tip yourself? Mm. So basically, basically what you were saying with that analogy, if I was your waitress, mm-hmm. then how much of a tip would you leave for me if I went above and Precisely. beyond to mm-hmm. make sure that your meal was pristine? Precisely. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times uh, we, we take that for granted because it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, my spouse could be doing something really good for me, and because they're doing that, they're doing an act of service because maybe that's my love language. I still need to respond to that in a positive manner. That's true. Baby, thank you. I appreciate that you came outside and gave me some water because it was hot, and I was thinking about getting, you know, a glass of water. I love you. Give her a kiss. You know, we go on about our business, you know, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, you know, I just tipped her in a sense. Now, if I oh, do it, if so I do verbally, tip right. Her. So if I uh, if I do something for her, I may be looking for that same tip. But all too often, we treat our spouses just like we treat people at a restaurant sometimes. Well, that's their job to do that, so I'm not leaving anything. Ooh, now you right, you right, you right. And I promise you, I'm not, <laughs> well, we're one, so it's no piggybacking off of each other because we're one. And so 
when I was thinking about active service and thinking about this show, the topic, um, I was thinking about a familiar scripture that many of us know, and I'm going to read it from the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 12 from the King James Version. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye do that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law of the prophets. And so pretty much that's uh, do unto others as ye would have them do unto you is how we commonly hearing and so something that my husband was saying and I believe I said this in last week's show as well is we have to be very careful because what I see and I see this um with many husbands and wives is you're more willing to do for others outside your marriage than than you do more for people outside of your marriage than you do for the person that you married to and see this is one thing that I always try to help people to see because I believe that's what God, you know, he's, he's using me, my, me and my husband to help people see things from a different way. And the crazy thing about it is I feel it in my spirit. Somebody's spouse, you just kind of look, uh, what do they call it? Side eye at your spouse because you've been telling them that. Mm. You've been telling them that, baby, why is it that you do more for everybody else than you do for me? I asked you if you could do a simple thing. And I'm not trying to get into nobody's marriage, but, you know, we got to bring the roots of the things out in order for the healing process to begin, in order for the positivity in which God won in our marriage. And so why is it that you are willing to put forth your best effort, you working, you tired as a dog, you know what I'm saying? But when your spouse asks you to do something, you bite the head off. Or you give them attitude, or you look at them crazy, or you instantly start arguing with them. But we have to understand, and I, I, I learned this some years ago, even in my uh, maturing in my marriage, with my little slick mouth that I used to have. I learned this some years ago, is that at the end of the day, my husband is the one that's going to be there for me when nobody else is going to be there. And so I have to invest and put more. I have to deposit more um, um, into the marriage that I have. Because at the end of the day, when you lose a job or correction, when you retire from that job, we're going to speak life. When you retire from that job, um, at the end of the day, when you when you retire out the military, at the end of the day, when you no longer pass the first lady or whatever you is in the ministry, or you no longer go to that church or you're no longer attending that college or whatever the case may be. Who's going to be there for you when times get rough? Who's going to be there for you in times of sickness? Because that's what our vows said. And so we, we often make the mistake as husbands and wives. And I feel like I'm talking to somebody on today. We're in our minds just because we said I do. And we got married and we may have been married for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. We make this mistake in our mind that we can treat our spouses any type of way. We don't have to serve them. We don't have to provide any types of acts of service to them because guess what? In our mind, we lie to ourselves and say, they're going to always be there and put up with whatever I just give them because that's my husband or that's my wife. But see, when we break down how a marriage is supposed to be in, uh, uh, according to the scriptures, do unto others as ye would have them do unto you. Okay, yeah, we want to make sure we sow positively into everybody else, but we got to make sure that we sow even the more positively into our marriage, into our family, into our home. Don't put your marriage, your family, your home on the back burner because I don't see that anywhere in the scriptures. And if you ever, you know, have seen that, like I always say, we're going to give you a list of how to contact us at the end of the show. Go ahead and send me that scripture because growing up in the church, Miss King, have you ever seen that? Because mm -mm. uh, I ain't never seen it. So let me go ahead and get off that little soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so 
Uh, one of the things that I was doing as we prepared for the show here, and my wife was just talking about it, about, you know, what you're willing to do for your spouse as opposed to other individuals. Mm -hmm. And what it did is it took me back to Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 21st uh, verse. And okay. I'll start at the 20th. And in this particular passage, you're talking about treasures that are uh, in heaven for you mm -hmm. as opposed to treasures you try to build up here uh, on earth. So listen to how I'm going to uh, break this down for you. Okay. Uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the 20th verse, it says, But store up yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now, the 21st verse, and this is what I'll be really hitting at, mm -hmm. for where your treasure is, Come on. there your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself the question, is your spouse your treasure? Ooh, is your spouse your treasure? Because so many times right we try to build up <laughs> so many other things for other Come people on. outside. We want to look good for the boss, look Come good on. for the pastor, yes. look good in people's eyes, this, that, and other. But are you My storing God. up anything? in reference to your relationship with your spouse mm, because mm, all that mm. other stuff is going to rust away like my wife was saying go to work and do something bad you get fired then yes. guess what your spouse still is going to be there for you mm -hmm. you know and, and i hate to say it people have said it you know we're not bashing the church but you can go to church and get treated a certain way or do something and people are going to treat you a certain way mm -hmm. but your spouse is always going to be there by your side hopefully mm -hmm. and the way that you do that is that you build up things that are going to last for you and your relationship. You yes. work to build memories. Mm -hmm. You work to build things that you can look back on so that when you see your wife walking across the living room, you can sit there and be yeah, that's my baby. That's my treasure. That's what I'm doing everything for. Mm -hmm. Her and my kids, you know, you're building a legacy. Too often, people are trying to build a legacy off of the wrong things. Come you on. know, they want to have a status in the community. Come they got to have a certain title. Uh, they got People got to look at them a certain way. Mm. And it's not about that because you can have all that other stuff. But if you ain't got your spouse and your kids with you, what do you have? Come on. That is so true. Oh, my God. This first segment is fire. So we're going to go ahead and get into our commercial break um, as we do here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. And so we like to, you know, thank those who support us, shout them out. You know, we like to shout out the anniversaries because, of course, marriage is something that we promote, that God is allowing us to promote. And they just kind of talk about some things in the community. And we are going to announce our first couple of the week for Marriage Mondays with the Kings, our very first couple in 2019. All right. So as we go further and deeper into the show, uh, we like to thank those individuals who support Marriage Mondays uh, with the Kings. Yes. So it doesn't matter if you listen to us over the radio waves or over the Internet. We want to thank all those individuals who support us every Monday here on KRG and 98.5 FM, The Rock. Amen. And so we want to start off in Gatesville, Texas, and we want to send a big shout out to Donna Blanco. Hey, Donna. Uh, once again from Gatesville, Texas. Thank you so much for being a supporter. Yes, Also to Yolanda Johnson from Marietta, Georgia. Yes. All the way deep hey, south. Come so on, we want to thank you for being a supporter as well. Okay. And like we said so many times on the radio, when we started this a couple of years ago, we did not know how far God would extend Come our borders. Now. Yes. And so we want to send a big shout out to Rafael Lotaraca from Belita Norte Caracas. Caracas. Yes. And wow. so Thank you're you, seeing that God is doing a seemingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He yes. is extending our borders. He's getting these words out uh, through KRG and not just with our particular show, but every show that is going forth here on the radio station. Amen. And so we just ask God to continue to give us supporters for KRGN so that his word goes forth and does exactly what it is supposed to do 
Amen. which is not returned to him void. Mm -hmm. And so another segment that we like to do here on um, Marriage Mondays with the Kings, you know we love to send shout outs uh, for anniversaries. Yes, we do. Anniversaries. So we're going to start <laughs> off here in Colleen, Texas. I want to send a big shout out to Kevin and Janet Leach, uh, of course, of Colleen, hey. uh, celebrating 10 years on the 11th of January. Amen. 10, Ten years. years. So congratulations, Kevin and Janet. Yes. And so also to Michael and Belinda McClendon of Harker Heights, Texas. Melinda. Melinda. I said Belinda. <laughs> Jesus. She going to kill me when she, she sees me. She going to get you. Yes, she is. Um, they're celebrating 22 years of marriage on the 13th yes, of January. So they celebrated years. 22 years, Woo. getting them double digits. Come on here. now. All right. And so also to Jamie and Aisha Blunt of Clean Texas, uh, celebrating their 26th wedding anniversary on the yes. 6th of January. 26 years? Yep, 26 Jesus. years. They're about to hit that 30-year milestone. Come on now. And so also to the owners of KRGN, to Ron and Tamisha Grace, of Colleen, Texas, celebrating yes. their 15th wedding anniversary on the 8th of January. Yes, so, congratulations, So all those individuals there who are celebrating uh, anniversaries, we want to say happy anniversary to you, but not only to them. If you're celebrating the anniversary during that time frame, we want to say happy anniversary to you as well, and we pray and hope that God will continue to bless you with many more to come. Amen, amen. And so we're going to talk about community, right? One of the things that um, God laid on our heart to do in 2019, you know, we're all about marriages. And so it's having our couple of the week, our couple of the week. And basically what it is, is we asked last week and like almost instantly people started responding. So we thank you for your nominations. We asked for individuals to nominate their couple of the week and what the couple's name, how long they've been married, the city and state that they're from, and why are you nominating them? Because I believe in this, what God is wanting to show is that marriages are still being a blessing for those in the community and around the world. And so our first couple of the week is Kentry and Kim Henderson. Now they have been married for 30 years mm. and they are from Marietta, Texas. I said 30, three, zero, three, zero. but they don't look like it though. Mm -mm. <laughs> so we're going to have their picture up um, all week, um, pinned to the top of our social medias, all of them as our couple of the week. But this is why they were nominated. So they were nominated on behalf of their daughter, Dee. And she said, first of all, I'm biased because they are my parents. They love each other unconditionally and have supported each other through a lot. They've raised two beautiful children together and a slew of others. And we can testify to that because they do take on others. Um, she says, they are the epitome of ebb and flow. Dad is firm and mom is soft. They are both consistent. If the answer was no for me 31 years ago, the answer is still no today. They are fairly traditional, which is nice to see, especially in today's society. Amen. I agree with that. They are doers and people of their word. Very loving people that only tell you the real. The real may sometimes be painful to hear, but the only side they're on is the right side. As I've matured, I can appreciate their characteristic even more. I mean, my parents are freaking great. And as a kid, I didn't understand, but now I get it. Their marriage makes the hard stuff look easy. And again, they were nominated by their beautiful daughter, Dee. 
Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that's just an example of the things that we like to look at uh, here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings, to see couples who love each other, who are striving to stay married, who are putting their relationships first. And then not only that, you have to think about the seed that you are planting and the fruit that comes from that. Yes. And so that's why, um, you know, we decided to do a different segment here um, on the show. Mm -hmm. And once again, we're going to be doing this every week as we go forward. So please send us your nominations. Yes. And this is the thing we want individuals to understand. If you don't get picked, guess what? You still got your name sent in as a nomination. You know what your relationship is about. And evidently, if you were nominated, you've got some people who are watching you. Amen. That's true. And so that's what we want individuals to understand. When you're in a married relationship, people are watching you and you never know who that may be. So you never know what good seed you may be planting in someone else as well. Amen. And so just to um, move on, when we're talking about community, this was something that me and my husband was talking about right before we came on the air. And, um, you know, we have been asking as a community for the community to pray for individuals as far back as 2017. One thing that we realized is that we did not um, bring any praise reports. Um, people have been praying and interceding all around the world for the names. And we did not realize that for some reason, it seems like it's one young person that God places on our heart, not just one, we pray for a lot more than that, but, but as a community and we go forth. And so in 2017, it was Alicia Ricks. I don't know how many of y'all remember, but this is a beautiful young lady who had just graduated from high school. And right before she was about to go to college in California, a week before she fell ill and she was in the hospital. And I remember us, you know, going to visit this young lady. I remember us praying for her. And let me, let me go ahead and give a little bit of a praise report for Alicia. She is doing amazing. She has, she has been recovering. She has did her physical therapy. And if I'm not mistaken, she's due to go to college, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're trying to get everything in line to uh, maybe get her back out to, to California when they can get uh, everything set up and uh, get her ready to go. Yeah. Yes. And so thank you all for your prayers for Alicia. In 2018, we asked everybody to pray for Jordan Davis. That was the young man who was helping a, a, a classmate. He was driving her home and he was hit um, head on in a vehicle collision. And that was September of 2018. Um, let me go ahead and give a small praise report. And y'all know, Shan, just to be honest, I, these our neighbors they live across the street mm -hmm. and I, and we visited this young man in the hospital and we seen him laying in the hospital bed and you know with my experience from the natural eye it's like oh lord this isn't looking good but the faith of his parents the prayers of the community let me tell you as i was driving home on last week okay driving parking in my 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 me and my husband's driveway of our home i almost ran into the neighbor's house across the street because jordan davis is walking down the street he was walking with his mom on his own no crutch no limp no Amen. no walker no mm -hmm. nothing you see what i'm saying so the prayers of the righteous availeth much and our faith and coming together and praying has been amazing now let me tell you who god placed on our heart this year we ask that you would join us yet again. And this is what community is all about. When we step in and, and, and you know, on the behalf of others as they are going through when we pray. pray. So we ask that you would add them to your prayer list. Um, the intercessors, if you would go forth in prayer. We are asking, um, actually, the parents 
Vincent and Yvonne Austin are requesting corporate prayer for their daughter. Her name is Tatiana Austin. Tatiana suffered a massive heart attack on January the 3rd, 2019, and is now on life support. She is awaiting a heart transplant and she is only 18 years old. And so um, we are just asking, and that's who we were praying for in the beginning of the show. We're going to continue to pray for her. We ask that you all, the parents are calling for corporate prayer. Let's make it happen and intercede not only on the behalf of Tatiana, but also her parents. So call her out by name, write it down. Her name is Tatiana Austin. So we are going to do for this family as they have done for many others. Now, we always encourage you to support the local businesses in your areas around the world. It's okay to support, you know, many others, but when you support the local businesses, they keep revenue right there in your community, in your neighborhood. And so we have seen that done since we have been asking um, all around the world, people posting it on social media, people are sharing about businesses in their area that many others didn't know about. So we ask that you would continue to do that. Keep in mind that KRGN is a 100% listener-supported radio station. And what that means is we operate off of the donations, the, the seed um, offerings, the, the, so, the love sown through offerings, whatever God places on your heart. If he places on your heart to support anything in 2019, we pray that it will be KRGN. Because I don't know about y'all, but KRGN has truly been a blessing to me and my family. And I'm not going to say that just because we happen to have a radio show. I'm, I'm being honest. We see what they do. So if you would like to either sponsor um, any of the shows on KRGN, if you would like to be a sponsor just of KRGN or if you would like to just donate, we encourage you to go to www.mykrgn.com. There is a donate tab at the top of the page, or you can scroll to the bottom. I want to say somewhere along the bottom, it says donate. If you want to become a sponsor, scroll to the bottom. It's a tab that says become a sponsor. Or if you would like to um, send via mail your love offering to KRGN, please send it to 100 uh, KRGN at 98.5 FM. The address is 100 West Central Texas Expressway. And it is suite number 307, Harker Heights, Texas 76548. So we're going to go ahead and move into the second segment of our show. But, you know, we will not do that without paying homage and giving respect to where it is due. And so we would like to say thank you so much to Pastor Rodney and First Lady Karen Gilchrist. They are amazing. They are spiritual overseers of KRGN. We thank you for your prayers and keeping KRGN lifted up in prayer. The radio station owners is Mr. Ron and his beautiful wife, Tamisha Grace. Thank you so much because KRGN is a blessing. So walking out what it is that God has for you all to do with this amazing radio station to all the radio show personalities, to all the hosts, to all the volunteers, everyone who donated a seed and the sponsors of KRGN. We say thank you so much for your support. Now remember to download the KRGN, KRGN app by simply going to your Google store, your app store, type KRGN FM it is Royal Blue and White app. Download it so you can take us wherever you go. If you are traveling around the world and you still want to listen to KRGN, you have internet access, go to www.mykrgn.com and keep it locked right here 24 hours a day. Now we're about to get back into the second segment of our show. 
Okay, so as we enter into our second service, uh, uh, second uh, segment of the show, uh, once again, we're still uh, focusing on the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, and we're focusing on acts of service. Mm -hmm. And in the first uh, segment, we, we kind of talked about what some of those acts of service may be. Uh, we talked about husbands and wife doing kind things for one another, trying not to do more for those individuals outside of the relationship and do more for your spouse, which you are in the relationship with. Mm -hmm. In this second segment, I, I want to kind of go back and I want to use some biblical scripture to try to pull out uh, some issues and some things we need to understand about acts of service in reference to our marriage. Okay. And, and what I want to do is I want to go back to Genesis, uh, first book in the Bible. Uh, we're going to the fourth chapter and we'll be looking at the first through the 16th verse, first through the 16th verse. And this is basically the story of Cain and Abel. Okay. Cain and Abel. So remember Cain and Abel uh, were the offspring of Adam and Eve. And in this particular account, uh, these two individuals uh, both presented a sacrifice to God. Mm -hmm. They both uh, created a sacrifice to God. Now, with this, we understand that Cain was a farmer. Okay. And that Abel uh, made sacrifices. They both made sacrifices to God, but uh, Cain brought uh, produce from the field because he was a farmer. And Abel, of course, uh, dealt in livestock. And so he brought a offering that had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Now, God found Abel's offering more pleasing than Cain's. Wow. And then in the end, what ended up happening is that Cain actually murdered Abel. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this when we talk about acts of service. Some individuals and some accounts that people have referenced uh, when it comes to the Bible, they uh, kind of believe that God had gave specific instructions on what Cain and Abel were supposed to do. And because Cain did not follow those instructions, then that's why his offering was not accepted. Mm -hmm. And so how does this flip over into acts of, of kindness? Sure. Then ask your, or I'm sorry, acts of service. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're going to do an acts of service for your spouse, how are you presenting your act of service? Oh, that's good. How are you presenting it? So in some mm -hmm. accounts, as I did some study and it says that maybe God gave them instructions on, on what they were supposed to specifically bring. And that's not what they brought. Mm -hmm. So if your spouse is talking to you and they're trying to give you hints about acts of service, or this is what I would like. This is what I would like to do. And you don't bring them that specific thing. Then look at what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're not heeding instruction. And so when we look at our relationships and how uh, a lot of marriages are ending in divorce, see, a lot of times we've received instructions. We just didn't follow it. Come on. And wow. then sometimes we just make that choice that we're not going to do anything at all. Mm -hmm. And so some people would say that in this particular text that Abel brought his best and maybe Cain brought leftovers. Mm. So let's flip that over to marriages again. Are you giving your marriage the best? Or are you bringing your spouse leftovers? Ooh, Father, come on, sir. Oh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. And so in the end, because you give someone somebody, uh, you give somebody something that's not the way that they may expect it or it's not in a pleasing manner, you get upset because you get rejected. And then in this particular story, it ends in murder. Mm. A lot of times in our relationship, it ends in divorce. Mm. So if we can heed warnings that are given to us in the Bible by individuals that we know have been married uh, a while when you ask for advice or they give you advice, sometimes you have to heed that so that something doesn't end up dead in the end. That's true. And oh a lot of God. times it ends up being our relationships. Mm, and so mm, are you willing to sacrifice your relationship just because you didn't listen? Mm, wow. That is so true. And you know, 
I sit up and I think, and I was thinking about this in the first um, segment. I don't understand, baby. Why it? Why do you think? And here I am placing you, you know, on the spot. But why do you think it is so hard for the husband and the wife to to? Uh, I'm not gonna say provide acts of service to one another, but to actually serve each other. I'm just gonna break it down just to husband and wife. Why do you think it's so hard? Or, or what is that breakdown that happened where you initially was happy about doing that when you said I do? But where where do you see that breakdown happening? I, I'm gonna go back to uh, being in the military. We had something that we call complacency. Okay. And that means you got so comfortable uh, in reference to your surroundings that you forgot to do the things that you were supposed to be doing and then eventually something bad happened. Mm. And so a lot of times when we're dating our spouse, mm -hmm. we're going to do all those things that they want us to do that we know that they like to do. We go out of our way to do acts of service and, and kind things for them. And then when we get married, we say, well, hey, we got them here. Uh, we're married now. I don't have to do all that because I've already hooked them. Mm. And so they be people become complacent. Uh, another reason that might be is that sometimes we have to really just go deeper than just that relationship that those individuals are in. Mm -hmm. It may go back to a previous relationship that they were in or even their parents where they taught acts of service, hmm. that where they taught how to take care of someone in, in a manner such as that. Okay. And a lot of times in some families, that's not done. A lot of times uh, men... I just use them as an example, they will do what their fathers did. So mm -hmm. if their fathers weren't showing uh, acts of service and kindness and love in that man, they may not do it as well. Mm -hmm. And so it could be a teachable moment for some individuals when they realize that they're not doing that in their relationship. And if they can look back and say, well, mom didn't do this or dad didn't do that, then um, maybe they can see where they may need to make a change at and start to be able to come forward from there. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is, and I really think that Life in itself, um, I want to say the community we live in, our environment we live in, the things we see on TV, social media, and things of that nature, mm -hmm. that has played a big impact on relationships as well. That's because true. the way that it has been uh, kind of twisted is that when you're doing something for somebody, a lot of times people think, well, you're doing something nice for me. What are you expecting in return? Mm. Or wow. If a person is doing something nice for you, well, I don't need you to do that for me because I'm independent. I'm this, that, and the other. And they're not understanding that, you know, maybe a person is trying to do what they're supposed to do in showing an act of service. So we have to learn how to receive. Mm, and so that with that, Amen. you know, I, I'm just going to I'm going to tell you, you know, they, they say that you can't preach something to somebody or tell somebody something unless God doesn't put it through you first. Mm. And I had that happen to me. Uh, my wife and I both, has we went through our house fire. For those of you who, who follow us know that we had a house fire a while back. And I had an individual uh, that we had did business with previously. Uh, we had went out to eat. He paid for my meal. And at the end of it, um, he said, I have an envelope for you in my truck. And we went over to his truck, and he gave me an envelope. I opened it up, and it was three $100 bills in there. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, sir, you know, I appreciate it. I said, but we're okay now. Things are falling into place, this, that, and other. And he said, sir, don't do that to me. Mm. And I said, excuse me? He said, uh, what you're doing right now is you're blocking my blessing. Oh, my God. I'm trying to bless you, mm. and you not receiving this mm, mm, mm. is going to keep me from being blessed. Oh, my God. And so ask yourself the question, your act of service, if you don't give it, that's going to block a blessing from you and block a blessing from that person because they can't receive something good for you. Mm. And so I had to learn that because in my mind, 
I was always taught to be a giver, always mm-hmm. help, always do that. I had never been on that point where I really needed to receive. Mm-hmm. So in your relationships, sometimes you have to be able to sit down and talk to each other, that communication piece, to say, baby, what is it that you need? What can I give you? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, even though that giving is going forth, someone has to be able to receive it. Yeah, that is so true. Oh, my God. Because, you know, I was just sitting up thinking, I could not see not doing for you. And, and... I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes, you know, that selfishness does creep up as we were speaking about in the beginning of the show. That selfishness does come about where all of a sudden somewhere in there, um, the breakdown is where it's all about me. It's what you do for me. It's about, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, you broke it down so eloquently. I can't even, you know, but I just don't understand me being your wife. I would do anything for you because you would do anything for me. You would do anything for our family. You would sacrifice. You have sacrificed. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why it is that people expect a marriage to succeed and for it to be successful. You even, you even have the audacity to expect God to bless it when we are not even applying the biblical principles to our marriage. And that's why marriage is not working. Such as, as I was saying, Matthew chapter 7, verses 12. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto your spouse as you would have your spouse do unto you. And so I don't understand why people think that they're going to be, you know, uh, successful in their marriage when they're being selfish. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when I think about selfishness and the individual being selfish in their marriage, I think about you being single. Because when you're selfish... Not trying. Okay, let me say this because somebody gonna get mad. I'm not saying singles are selfish. Let me not say that. You know, I don't even want y'all to take it as such. But when you're in a marriage where you went before God, you got these vows, you promised to love each other and sickness and health and death do you part and all this other kind of stuff like that, then all of a sudden you have to ask yourself, are you being selfish to where when you started the intentions was for you to love your spouse? to be there for your spouse and all of a sudden you making it about you are you being selfish are you have you went from a marriage mentality to oh i'm single you know like a single mentality you know what i'm saying because a single person all they have to do is worry about them in essence all they have to do is worry about them i'm not talking about family and everything like that but you can't be married with a single mentality you can't do that and so i remember posting a uh, a meme on our personal facebook page no, 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 actually, I think it was on our Marriage Mondays with the Kings Facebook page, but it said, be the spouse that you promised your spouse you would be. Mm. Again, be the spouse that you promise your spouse that you would be. You know, I told my husband straight up, I don't, I don't know how to be a wife. You know, I ain't going to lie, but I'm going to try to be the best wife I can. You know, I was willing to learn. So how many of y'all out there are willing to learn? This, this five-week series that we have done, on the five love languages was just to provide some insight to make people think because some people are praying to God for a new thing in their marriage but you're not willing to go deeper in knowledge and you're not willing to carry out that which you have learned so therefore you're hindering the growth in your marriage Mm, that's a good one and then the the other thing that I kind of looked at uh, too as well as I went back um, to Luke the sixth chapter the 38th verse and I'm going to read this first, and then I'm going to go back and give just a quick commentary on how I'm going to apply this uh, to acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so Luke 6, chapter the 38th verse, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, give, and it will be given unto you. 
Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. Mm. Now, how does this, in my mind, relate to acts of service? The first word right there is give, which means you're putting yourself aside to give somebody else something. And then it says, if you give, it's going to be given back to you. Mm-hmm. If you do some acts of service for your spouse, there's a really good chance that they're going to see that, take note of that, and they should be trying to give that back to you. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go forth with that. It says good measure. Okay. See, when you have a good measure, that means you're getting exactly the amount that you are supposed to be getting. So back in the day, they used to have this uh, commercial with Kellogg's Raisin Bran. It said the average Raisin Bran cereal only got one scoop. But mm-hmm. with Kellogg's, they gave you two. See, two is a good measure. They gave you that what was befitting so that the brand that is in the box is somewhat equal to the raisins that are in there. Mm-hmm. You're not getting more than one. In other words, you go to the store and get a bag of potato chips, you're getting half air and half chips. That's not a good measure. So are you giving your relationship a good measure? Mm-hmm. Then it says press down. For anyone that bakes, you know, sometimes when you're putting sugar in a cup or flour, you want to press it down to make sure that you're getting a cup. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're getting that exact measurement that's needed to make that cake, that pie, whatever it is that you're baking, get what is needed. So are you pressing down in your relationship? Are you giving it everything it's supposed to get? Are you giving your, your spouse a half bag full of chips? Mm. Then the other thing is that it says shaking together. Oftentimes, you know, when you used to bake, you used to have to shake the flour and shift it. And then you put it in the cup to make sure that that was pressed down and it was shaken together with that. Hmm. And then the last part of that is running over. Sometimes when you're measuring that cup, you've got too much in there. It's running over. And it doesn't matter that it's going over the size. That means you're receiving an overflow. Hmm. And so can you do all those things that are prior to that so that you receive an overflow? Because in the end, when you start getting fed into, when God starts pouring into you in your relationship, it's going to be too much for you to hold. You're going to eventually have to give to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so how does that equate to my wife and I? We've had a lot of individuals pour into our relationship. That's true. And so everything has been given to us. We're trying to give back right now. We're trying to make sure you got that good measure, that things are being pressed down. We're shaking things together. And in our lives, we've seen that overflow. We're still seeing it. And through this radio station and many other areas that we're working on in our lives, we're trying to let that excess that we're given being given back to other individuals so that your marriage, your relationship can be successful as well. Mm, That is good. That is good and so just moving on with our show um the marriage question of the day what exactly is acts of service in marriage i'm sure we've covered that throughout the show like we always do but let's talk about the thought of the week all right so the thought of the week comes from amanda louder and it Mm -hmm. reads when we do small acts of service when we sacrifice for our spouse love is built wow once again when we do small acts of service When we sacrifice for our spouse, love is built. So going back to that marriage question of the day, what exactly is acts of service? It can be something very small that you're doing for your spouse. Mm -hmm. Taking time out to have a conversation. Washing some clothes when they're used to washing clothes. Maybe cutting the grass uh, when your husband is used to cutting the grass. Something that you can do for them that shows I see you, I care, and I love you. Mm -hmm. I want to do something small so that in the end, 
what we talked about, that good measure pressed down, our cup is going to be running over. That is true. That is so true. And so, y'all, that actually brings us <laughs> towards the end of our show right here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings. You know, we want to go ahead and let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings was brought to you by Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a group that's designed uplift and inspire and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So if you have a Facebook page, feel free to search Christian Humor Force slash Inspirations. You can go ahead and check them out. Don't only just like their content, share with others too so that they can be blessed. And then we have Lucille Rohn, who is a licensed clinical social worker and author of Healing Military Wounds, a Veteran Self-Guide to Overcoming Past Trauma. If you would like to purchase a copy of this book, please feel free to go to www.amazon.com and you can purchase a copy for yourself. Or if you know somebody who is a veteran, if you know somebody who's active duty or even a spouse or a family member, you could bless them with a copy of this book. And so we want to let you know that we will not be on next week due to the holiday. You know, Mondays just happen to fall on some holidays. And so we do have a holiday next week. So join us back on Monday, January the 28th as we will be discussing God Hates Divorce. The question of the day is, if God hates divorce, why is the divorce rate higher amongst the church? And so feel free to communicate with us if you have any questions or topics that you would like to be discussed on our Facebook page, which is Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Instagram, Twitter is Marriage Mondays with the Kings also. And then um, email us at marriagemondays at mycaregn.com. Don't forget to nominate your couple of the week. Thank you so much. And we have a YouTube channel, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. So we thank you so much for joining us. We ask that you will be back with us next, not next Monday, but on the 28th, Monday the 28th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The, the Rock. Rock.